Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB with the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. I'm Jim Swan. Thanks, Jim, and good morning. Gift giving is a part of this holiday season. Besides gifts for our family and loved ones, it is an opportunity for businesses to show appreciation to employees, suppliers, or clients. Later this morning, we'll look at some of the suggestions included in a list of gift giving tips from BBB. The Salvation Army Kettle Campaign is a traditional part of Christmas everywhere the Army exists. And this morning, we'll learn just how important it is to their year-round work. Feeling safe and secure is a wish for everyone, not just over the holiday Christmas season, but year-round. Our first guest this morning helps homeowners and businesses alike with security issues. Stephen Karshut is the owner of Alarm Tech, a security consulting and installation service in London. Welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you. So, Stephen, what are some of the things we might be asked in consultation with a security professional like the people at Alarm Tech? First and foremost, when we have one of our pro consultants come to you, your home or your business, we really want to understand what brought us there. Did you have a break in? Did your neighbors have a break in? Is there crime in your area? We want to understand and put ourselves in your shoes to figure out what exactly it is you're looking for. Oftentimes for people who aren't in the industry, it's kind of hard to put into words what you're looking for in a security system. So by helping understand why and why we were brought there, it'll help us help you with the security that you need. Um, We ask things like, uh, what is your focal point of your home? What is concerning to you? Do you have outdoor lights? Uh, What do your neighbors do? Um, We want to know if you have kids or dogs or pets. We want to really understand your lifestyle so we can offer a consultation that really is tailored to you. So once you've collected all that information from us and we've told you about our life and our home and, um, and the consultation is complete, what are some of the options then you would present us with? So first and foremost, we like to present with an alarm system. A lot of people are under the impression that a camera system is a security system. And while cameras aid in the security process, they're not exactly a security system. In order to have a robust system for your home, we recommend an alarm system. So we'll first present an alarm system, something that is monitored, uh, doors, windows, motion detectors. We wanna cover all the bases. We work within your budget to make sure that you have an adequate level of protection. Uh, From there, we can discuss the option of cameras as supplementary to your alarm system. Because like I said, cameras are not an alarm system. Uh, Video doorbell is not an alarm system. They aid in the protection of your home or business, but they will not deter a criminal. So you mentioned a little bit about a monitored system. So what is involved in that kind of system with a response component? And at what point are first responders then contacted? Absolutely. So in the City of London, we have what's called as VARP, uh, Verified Alarm Response Policy from the London Police. If you have a panic button, a silent panic button, a hold up alarm, those will be dispatched police immediately. So for instance, if you're a gas station and you have a panic button, you can be confident knowing that the police will be dispatched. Otherwise, London Police like to respond or they do respond when uh, one of the following three are triggered one or more zones, so like a front door and a motion, or a window or a motion, Uh, something along the lines of two or more zones being tripped. We also uh, video verification. 
So Residio has a product that we sell that is out there that is called a motion viewer. It does 10 second video clips when there is an alarm. Therefore, you can see what's going on and you can tell the dispatcher on the other end of the phone, I can see something happening. It is a verified alarm. And the third is with a homeowner, business owner, or a key holder saying that, yes, they see something suspicious, either on their own CCTV cameras or if they're already there. Uh, London police, like all police jurisdictions, like to catch criminals in the act. Therefore, they want to respond when something is verified to cut down on false alarms. Now, that's a monitored system. Are there systems that aren't monitored that are uh, effective, Stephen? Yes. So some farms that we have done are non-monitored. Being out in the country, sometimes it'll take a little bit longer to get a response. Therefore, loud sirens are a big component of a non-monitored system. So when we do sell non-monitored systems, we make sure to have a siren that will be a deterrent. As soon as a siren goes off, a lot of people don't like to stick around and see what's going to happen. So we know that security is more than just prevention of break and enters, and we want to be safe in from other dangers such as fire, carbon monoxide poisoning, can these types of monitors be integrated into the security system? Absolutely. We have a line of smoke detectors, heat detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, flood detectors that can be added on to your either monitored or non-monitored alarm system. If it is a monitored alarm system, when one of the life safety devices go off, uh, for instance, a smoke detector, a heat detector, or a carbon monoxide detector, the fire department will be dispatched. Therefore, if you have a pet at home and you're not at home, or if your teenage child is at home and you're not at home, you can know that the fire department is still going to respond to the alarm. If a flood detector goes off, you can know that, oh my goodness, I'm on vacation if we ever get back to that point. And you can call a neighbor to come into the home and say, can you please turn off my water? Or can you please take a look? My flood detector went off. Mm -hmm. So there are ways that we can integrate life safety devices so that you can have peace of mind about your property, not just the, uh, the cause of effect of a burglary. We've been hearing a bit more about carbon monoxide uh, alarms and, and all. Are they integrated with the fire alarms or are they separate? And what sort of response uh, should we have when that alarm goes off? So the carbon monoxide alarms that you would purchase at, let's say, Canadian Tire or Home Depot, those cannot be integrated. It needs to be something that we provide because we are the ones who test it and we make sure that it integrates with our systems. The ones that we provide, the carbon monoxide detectors or the smoke carbon monoxide combination detectors, those send an emergency response to our central monitoring station who then dispatches the fire department immediately. So if you're sleeping, you, hear, you might not hear the carbon monoxide detector go off. However, with our alarms, you'll wake up hopefully to the fire department breaking down your door and taking you out of the home. So speaking of safety and looking at fall detection alarms for seniors, can those be integrated as well? Fall detection is a little bit trickier. Um, fall detection per se, we don't have a solution for, but what we do is we have what's called a medical pendant that can be worn around the neck, my grandmother used to have hers attached to her walker, even though we told her not to, or it can be like a wristwatch. So it has one or two buttons and you push, and then it sends an emergency medical signal to the central monitoring station who then calls 
And uh, depending on your action pattern of your alarm system, they could dispatch paramedics right away. When we uh, look at your website, uh, there's one section that talks about pro assist. And uh, I wonder if you can tell us how that works to help homeowners do some of their own installation of systems. We had to go down this road because Amazon uh, introduced Blink and Ring and what they call the Ring security system, which is all DIY. And so in order for us to really go ahead and capitalize on this market, we thought that our professional installed solutions that are professionally monitored right here in London can be installed by the homeowner. So what ProAssist is, is a pre-programmed professional residual line of products. And we program it here in the office. We either drop it off to you or we deliver it to you. We mail it to you. However, we get you on the phone, walk you through how you hang up the devices, how you mount them, and we stay on the phone while you're testing them. We check our central response center to make sure that all of the signals come in so you can be confident knowing that your system has been professionally programmed, it has been tested by you, and that there will be a response when an alarm happens. You've used the word professional a few times, uh, Stephen. So I wonder what are some of the things that we should ask of a company that is offering security systems and uh, some of the pitfalls that we might get into? Unfortunately, in Canada, there are no standards that a security company is required to fall under. There is the Canadian Security Association, otherwise known as CANASA, that a lot of security companies subscribe to, Alarm Tech being one of them. I actually sit on uh, one of the CANASA boards because I feel so strongly in that we need a regulated industry when it is currently unregulated. What you should be asking for of a security company is, are they insured? First and foremost, you do not want anyone in your house that is not insured. Secondly, you should be asking what their accreditations are, either BBB, CANASA, um, vendor um, accreditations like DSC or Honeywell or Residio. You want to make sure that they are the professional, that they are providing you with professional results. You want to look at the contract. You want to see the contract beforehand and you want to understand it. Do you own the equipment? Is your equipment leased? How long is the term? What are the cancellation policies? That sort of thing is what you're going to want to understand ahead of time because if you do sign a contract and it is a long-term contract, you might not be able to get out of it. So you want to be sure to know what you're signing before you sign it. You mentioned their uh, accreditations when you're talking to security companies and you did refer to BBB accreditation. What does Alarm Tech being accredited with BBB mean to your company? Being accredited by the BBB means that we are subscribing to a world-recognized partnership. We are uh, the top of our class when it comes to making sure that we subscribe to all the standards that a business should subscribe to. We want to make sure that all of our clients are happy. We have the right customer service in place. If there is any issues, we make sure that we are the first to respond to those issues. And we are, uh, we are among good companies. And not every company is BBB accredited. And you want to make sure that you are subscribing or you are uh, doing business with a company that meets the standards. Well, Stephen, we want to thank you for your time uh, here this morning and bringing us uh, some ideas of how we can be a little more secure 
through this holiday season and in the new year and going forward as well. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thank you for having me. Stephen Karshut is the owner of Alarm Tech, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. You can do a search in the BBB directory to learn more about them and to link to their website and to their social media pages. After the break, a fine kettle of wishes. And welcome back to Ask BBB with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. Christmas music, the lights and decor, and the Salvation Army kettles, all part of the Christmas season. And this morning, we've invited some some people who are involved with those kettles, both in organizing them throughout the city and in providing some of the services your contributions make possible. Our guest this morning is Glenn Van Gulick, who is the Secretary for Public Relations with the Salvation Army, Ontario Division. Good morning. How are you both doing? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So can you share with us how far back does the kettle campaign go? Well, you know what? This is our 131st Christmas kettle campaign. It actually began uh, in the U.S. a few years earlier than that, uh, where one of our Salvation Army officers realized that there was people struggling in need and at Christmas time decided to try to do something about that and realized that the community wanted to be a part of that. So began uh, what has now become the iconic red kettle tradition that the Salvation Army launches every time this this year. Yeah, Glenn, all of the kettles are attended and that takes volunteers. Our Rotary Club attends one of the kettles and it takes uh, 35 or 40 people just to cover a few days. How many volunteers altogether does it to take, say, in the City of London to do that? Yeah, in the City of London, we we aim for about 1,500 volunteers over the course of the campaign. As you point out, the Rotary Club, great supporters of the Salvation Army and the Kettle Campaign, uh, and other organizations like that, individuals, families come out to support the campaign, but it's only possible with the help of volunteers standing at those kettles. So volunteers critical to the success of the campaign and something we are ever so grateful for. Glenn, last year, due to COVID precautions, the kettles needed to be shut down. What is the situation this year with respect to those precautions that people are taking? Yeah, you're right. Last year was a very challenging year, although we actually surpassed our goal last year because of the generosity of the community. But this year does look very different. We'll be out and about. We've already started. Jody Ewell and the team in London have already begun that process, getting those kettles out into several different locations with volunteers out there. Of course, all of our volunteers fully vaccinated to make sure that everybody's being safe and following all of the protocols with COVID, wearing a mask and hand sanitizing. We've also introduced a contactless payment option or donation option where, you know, if you're not carrying cash, which maybe you maybe you aren't carrying as much yourselves these days, uh, we have a, a partner with TipTap where at each, each of the kettle locations, people can tap their credit or debit card, the $20, the dollar, the $10 or the $5 and make a donation that way uh, if they'd like to support the campaign. So some great options there. And of course, people can always donate online at salvationarmy.ca. And the funds that are raised throughout this campaign, do does what is ra- raised in London stay local? It absolutely does. And that's actually one of the hallmarks of the, of the Salvation Army's Christmas Kettle campaign is that when funds are donated locally, they stay local in that community where they're donated to support the programs and services in that community. So it's neighbors helping neighbors, right? Those dollars are helping with food insecurity programs, helping with housing and homelessness programs and services, helping to support families who might be struggling with with finding jobs and and accessing food banks or 
accessing other supports. And so those funds need to stay local to continue the work of the Army in the local community. I know a lot of people will want to make a contribution if they don't want to do it through the kettles. Uh, how do they do it? And if they decided they wanted to volunteer to stand by a kettle, how do they do that? Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, they can they can donate online. That's probably one of the easiest ways to do that, salvationarmy.ca. Or again, if they're to- stopping by a kettle, make a donation there. But of course, from a volunteering perspective, we're always looking for people to volunteer. I know Jody Ewell and I were actually, our, our kettle coordinator, Jody Ewell in London, we're chatting earlier today about volunteers and the need for volunteers. And if someone would like to volunteer with the Salvation Army at our Christmas kettles, all they need to go to uh, do is go to our website, salvationarmy.ca slash volunteer, and they can sign up there. And one of our team members will reach out to them directly and connect them to the to the kettle campaign where they can help out. Well, Glenn, it's starting to feel like a Merry Christmas already. It is. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> well, thanks for joining us here. And on behalf of uh, Jennifer and myself, a Merry Christmas. And to Merry you. Christmas. God bless you. Bye-bye. Our guest this morning from the Salvation Army was Glenn Van Gulick, who is Secretary for Public Relations in Ontario with the Salvation Army. In a moment, some help in making that Christmas list. And we're back. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BBB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Jennifer, before the break, you said you'd help us make that Christmas list. Right. And with the Christmas season, it's a good time to strengthen and maintain relationships. And BBB has drafted some suggestions for corporate and business giving. In addition to COVID restrictions, staff and business contacts are often widespread. And that means the traditional holiday party is perhaps not an option. So sending a gift is one of the ways to express a company's appreciation. And for some businesses, that could be a pretty long list. It could be. So you might want to consider empowering department heads to select gifts for staff and business contacts. So so what sort of gifts are appropriate for businesses like this? First thing is the, the word you used appropriate is the key and useful. Consider the likes and needs of your clients, employees, and business associates. Remote workers, for instance, might appreciate home office gifts like heated mugs or office plants. And keep in mind, some people might not be comfortable receiving an edible gift. I once worked for a company that handed out frozen turkeys around Christmas time. Maybe not the best idea in today's world, but preparing the list and and shopping could consume a fairly good bit of time. It can, so you may consider working with a gifting company. Look for vendors in the bbb.org directory. And while you're doing your research, you should visit the Government of Canada website as well for information and guidance on when the gifts are tax deductible and also make sure that they are legal. Of course, yeah. So when would that apply? Well, it's legal for businesses to give gifts to clients and vendors, but in the case of federal or government employees, a gift could be considered bribery. So check out some ethics rules. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to get on the naughty list for giving gifts, of course. So let's get back to what to give here. So if you're sending an item that has your company logo, make sure it is tasteful and doesn't look like an ad. If it seems like nothing more than an act of self-promotion, the recipient might not feel valued or appreciated. So how much should we spend? There are a number of things to think about when budgeting. If it's for an employee, how long have they been with the company? If it's for a business client, how much 
do you spend with their company during the year? If you send anything expensive gift, you could come across as stingy and very expensive could seem excessive. Forbes suggests something in $50 to $200 range, but of course that depends on how much you can reasonably budget without it being a strain on your finances. Okay, so now we put the gifts in the sack and we get on the sleigh. (laughs) You might not be able to deliver it personally, but make sure the gift is nicely wrapped. The wrapping conveys gratitude as well as the actual gift. And also consider a handwritten note. Even a printed one with a personal message is a good idea. And one last note in the BBB tips sheet, don't limit gift giving to the holiday season. People receive a lot of gifts during the holidays, and they might not stand out as much as they would at other times of the year when they aren't expecting it. Well, Christmas is less than a month away, so we want to thank you for these tips, Jennifer. And uh, that brings another edition of Ask BBB to a close. Remember, you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Jennifer Matthews. Remember to ask BBB. And start with trust.